You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Sports Illustrated's Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today, the NFL. We'll be talking to Sports Illustrated and MMQB senior writer Jenny Ventus as we reflect on the NFL's business-as-usual approach to the football offseason and how long it can last. As the rest of the sports world remains on hold during the coronavirus outbreak, the NFL marches on. Unaffected by a loss of games or broadcasts, the league allowed for a busy week of free agency dealings and appears intent on proceeding with the NFL draft as of this recording. But is this viable or even responsible in the midst of a pandemic? Joining us now is NFL senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Jenny Rentas. Jenny, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Thank you. Let's talk straight into it. The NFL just wrapped up a busy free agency period. And if you didn't know better, you think it was a normal time for football. What do you make of the NFL proceedings in business as usual fashion for the time being? I was against it. And I know a lot of people on teams were also against it. There were a couple different reasons. It felt a little tone deaf and the country was going through a national crisis, still is going through a national crisis. I think that resources were best used in other ways, right? A lot of families at home have kids who are home from school and need extra support in those areas. People have older relatives they're worried about taking care of. Um, and then there were some practical measures in terms of players. Usually when you sign a free agent deal, you get a physical before it's approved and teams found some workarounds where players could go to local doctors. But later this week, uh, the NFL Physicians Society said team physicians will, would not be doing any more physicals for any NFL-related business, believing that those resources in, in the medical system should be left for people 
addressing the coronavirus pandemic. And I thought that was a pretty strong statement. Now, of course, it doesn't mean there will not be any physicals. I mean, people can go to other doctors, but NFL team physicians said they would not be conducting physicals because they felt it was inappropriate timing. So I think for a lot of those different reasons, I didn't think it made sense to go forward. You know, there were teams, some teams shut down their facilities. Other teams' employees felt like they had to go into work because there was work to do. So free agency did create a reason for people to congregate, no matter how small a group that might have been. But people were still leaving their houses and going in and, you know, handling anything from signings to contracts. It just created additional movement, additional uh, resources devoted to something that was neither essential nor urgent and a time in our country when really all of our resources should be funneled to the things that are essential and urgent because we don't even have the capacity to handle that adequately. Yeah, I mean, so for those who may even be just a casual NFL fan, most of us know that this the league plays pretty much to the beat of its own drum. How long do you think the league can go on before it has to adjust for the logistics of the pandemic? So they are in a different situation, obviously, than a lot of other major sports leagues in America and that this is not their season. Their season wasn't about to start. It wasn't already underway. It's the off season, but they have had to make some adjustments in terms of off season programs are suspended indefinitely. I think there is a lot of skepticism that, any part of the off-season program will go as planned. You know, normally teams report to the facilities in April. Teams with new head coaches would go a little bit earlier, maybe the start of April. Other teams would go mid-April, and, and those off-season programs would continue through June. And I think now that we're seeing events like the Olympics be postponed and the Olympics is taking place in, you know, late July and early August. So I think the idea that any part of the off-season program would go as planned doesn't seem like it's necessarily going to go that way at this point in time. Obviously things are changing and you you know you kind of have to take it week by week, but I do think that there is a concern too of this trickling into training camp and even a consideration of would games be affected in September. The reality is even looking back 3 or 4 days things seem unrecognizable, right? So projecting too far ahead feels kind of makes your mind spin. And so you can't really know the possibilities, but I don't think it's crazy to think that training camp could be affected and potentially the season. So obviously we've talked a lot about from an ethical standpoint, just, you know, how much we agreed on how the league handled this at the very beginning, but we're at the point in the pandemic where people might be looking for something other than the virus to focus their attention. Do you think this might have actually played favorably for the NFL, at least from a marketing perspective and a free agency perspective in spite of the risks. Well, I imagine that was one of the considerations, right? And that people were home, working from home, you know, could watch their wall-to-wall coverage on television. The ratings, what you would expect would be high. I think that was, it's, it's hard to say that wouldn't have been a factor in the NFL's decision-making. And I do think there was a lot of interest. It spurred a lot of conversation and it seemed like people were, the general audience was pretty into it. I still don't think that justifies the decision to move forward. And I think, for instance, like the NFL's Physician Society coming out with their statement this week saying they were ceasing physicals, I think was a reflection of that, basically saying, hey, this wasn't a great idea to move forward and we're putting our foot down as far as we can to say we don't believe in carrying on with business as usual. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So the NFL obviously is lived by, supported by, marketed by its main uh, core, which is the star players. What are players doing during this pandemic? How have they reacted to it, both in regards to, as you mentioned, training and off-season practice and getting ready to help their communities? Have players been reacting in different ways? Yeah, there were a lot of donations. One of the big issues, of course, now is access to food for people who need support for that, you know, food banks and kids who rely on breakfast and lunch at schools, trying to fill those gaps for families that are especially stressed right now, whether it's because of loss of income or loss of the ability to send the, the ch- their children to school. So a lot of players have donated funds, you know, to provide meals for their local areas. We've seen, you know, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, J.J. Watt and his wife, professional soccer player, Kalia Ojai, uh, Jared Goff, Andrew Whitworth, um, obviously missing some. It's a pretty long list. And a lot of them donated six figures to try to fill in some of those gaps of need in their communities. Certainly we saw teams and uh, team owners try to provide that as well. In terms of working out, you know, it's it's an interesting time of year because players are pretty much on their own right now anyway. So they would normally come back and start their conditioning programs in April, as we referenced before. I think, you know, probably if you're uh, a star player who's higher salaried, you probably have a pretty good home setup in your gym, you know, maybe a gym in your house. If you're a lower bottom of the roster guy, you probably have less access to Uh, resources to work out, you know, with many gyms, of course, across the country closed. And I think players are sort of left to do what they can at home. One thing that I think will be interesting to keep an eye on is whenever we see NFL activities resume as normal is the injury rate that came up during the lockout when players, you know, the off season was canceled and players stayed away from team facilities until late July when the new CBA was reached. Obviously, this is a more extreme form of that because they can't even go to their home gyms and work out with their home trainers. So, uh, you know, are they are, are players working out to the same level that they normally would? Do they have the same guidance that they normally would to prevent injuries? A lot of them work with specialists that help make sure that their body movements are in tune and they do everything they can to prevent injuries. So I do think that's an additional thing to keep an eye on moving forward. So, Jenny, something that I ask all my guests are, uh, aside from analyzing what happens now and what's happened uh, recently, it's also about predicting the future. What decisions do you think uh, will NFL fans expect uh, will be announced in the next coming weeks or even months? The big thing on the calendar right now is the draft in late April. The NFL has already said that it won't have the public events in Vegas, but it still plans to do the player selection as planned. I think that will be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Will it be possible to to, to proceed with that? Will teams feel comfortable without having taken the team visits, without, you know, players are not allowed to travel to team facilities? There will be no combine medical recheck. Normally, players who were injured at the combine would go back for a recheck between the combine and the draft. That comes into play with a player like a player like Alabama quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, right? Because he has a, a serious injury that teams would want to get an eye on. So, 
you know, do, do their own reevaluation before they would use a high pick on him. So our team's going to be comfortable moving forward with that. And also as the pandemic continues to unfold. And like I said earlier, we don't really know what's next. We don't know what's going to be the status of things in America in late April. And while the NFL moved forward as if nothing was different for free agency, would that be possible in late May? Would there be, would circumstances be so dire that there would be even more pressure on them to not move forward with the draft? So I think that's the next major decision point. And then also how our training camp and the season affected a little further down the line. Sports Illustrated senior writer Jenny Rentas. You can read her work and NFL MMQB Sports Illustrated. Jenny, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. More than anything, it seems the NFL, for the time being, has gotten lucky. With the outbreak happening in the midst of their off-season schedule, the league hasn't had to make the same kinds of high-stakes decisions as their counterparts across sports. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, as it provides content for sports writers and a welcome distraction for fans. The question looking ahead is, will the NFL handle the rippling effects of coronavirus when the chips are down? And tough calls must essentially be made. Thanks to Jenny Rentas for joining me today. We'll be continuing to bring you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.